Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Carson, how you doing, man? I know, I know the weekend has uh, has probably uh, has probably beat you up a little bit. It is, yeah. I'm doing all right, but the weekend has definitely uh, disappointed me just a little bit just because uh, – Tennessee, uh, we'll get into that later, but also the Broncos lost yesterday, and I lost in fantasy, so a lot of strikes to me right there. Dang, didn't, you did not have a good weekend. No, it wasn't at all. No. See, see, that's a good thing. I, I'm in two fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. so I, I usually have a little ebb and flow. Uh, yeah. one, one week, or, you know, one team I'll win and one, one I'll lose, yep. which kind of, you know, okay. I used to be, like, super staunch fantasy. But, uh, yeah, not so much anymore. Like, Peyton retired, and, like, the whole NFL is different for me now. Yeah, I really enjoyed Peyton, too. Like, I mean, that was how I got to be a Broncos fan in the first place. So, yeah, I wish he was still in the league, but got NFL where it is today. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, we've got a, uh, we've got a, a, a pinch-hit guest today. Uh, my oldest son, Jackson, is uh, in the other studio. He, he's currently drawing at the moment. But uh, but Jackson, let's let's chime you in here. Uh, Jackson, what are you doing over there? I'm drawing like team like. You're drawing the logos, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so in the WKVL studios, uh, we've got we've got logos on on like pennants and stuff like that. And Jackson's Jackson's an aspiring artist slash scientist slash astronaut. So he's working on it. Yeah. Hey. Not, let's. I want. I can't wait to see what they're going to turn out to be. Well, Jackson, you you have fun over there. We're we're going to talk, and when you uh, if you want to chime in, you just let me know, okay? Okay. All right. Well, Jackson's Jackson's a man. Like he is. Uh, like he's smarter than me right now. And I know I know what you're thinking. That didn't take much. But uh, he he is brilliant. He's he's pretty sweet. He's pretty awesome. That's good. That's good. Hey, you got to start. He sounds like a smart kid. Maybe he's going to be a doctor or an astronaut one day. How about that? Carson knows everything Jackson has done and is going to do. Uh, and he's been here, what, about 11 minutes. Yeah, maybe I'm from the future and you just don't know. Maybe, maybe. But uh, but Jackson's thumbs up over there. But but on the flip side, though, Carson, I, like I've, I've said this multiple times, but I'll say it again. The, the evening time slot has helped me through this 2020 Tennessee football season. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure with with the, the level of tired that, that 6 a.m. would have brought. Uh, I'm not sure um, any amount of coffee would have gotten me ready for, for what I would have wanted to say this morning. But you know what? I, I don't know that I'm any better now. Uh, all I can say is, is two things. One, how are you going to bring – how are you gonna bring Harrison Bailey in there and not let him throw it until it's till the game's on? The That's line? exactly what. Yeah. And then two, 
I'm not a defensive coach. I'm not a coach at all. Right. You know, you ever heard the saying, those who can't who can't play coach? Yeah. Well, those who can't play and coach talk about it on the radio. Yeah, like that's, that's us. That's, that's us. So, but I got a good feeling that after, you know, this point in the season, I could stop the slant pass. I could I could stop the slant pass on the defense. I, that that boggles the mind. Yeah. Well, uh, first things first. I I totally agree. I think you put Harrison Bailey in. Then, well, uh, I'm pretty sure Jared got a little banged up or something, so we had to put somebody in. And I guess Brian was our first option. Uh, I think he might be so confused. He might have those head injuries still bothering him. I have I, no clue. You know, I think Brian Mowers. He's he is a. I think he's Brett Favre. But without you know, yeah. without the 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 accuracy, he hasn't seen a spot he can't put it. No, and what he'll try to do is he'll try to run over these linebackers like he's a two hundred and fifty pound running back. And I'm sorry, but that's how you're going to get injured. And he 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 runs. I like the way he runs. Like I like how he, you know, he's he just, a tough dude. He's a tough dude. That's a good way to put it. But I mean, as a quarterback, you kind of want your quarterbacks to be a little safe. You I'll, know? I'll tell you this: uh, a guy told me one time at work. He said uh, he said he's tough. And he said, well, he better be because he's not real smart. And if you're not going to be smart, you better be tough. So no. that's that's what I see with Brian Maurer. He's he's not exactly – I'm not talking down to about – well, I mean, I guess I am. But I'm not I'm not trashing the kid because, again, I think he's he's a gunslinger. Yeah. And, and in some ways you got to like that. But here's the deal. Coming off the bench trying to make something happen – you need a guy who's going to take care of some things, and and Brian Maurer just didn't didn't foot the bill there Saturday. I'm not saying he's not the dude, but as as the broken record, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could put on recordings that says this. I think we've we know Jared Garantano is not the dude. He's not the dude. He's had four years. This is his fifth year to prove or to show that he wants to start in each and every summer. I mean, we had a bye week, for goodness sake, to prepare for Arkansas. This is not – nothing against Arkansas. They beat us. No, and everything good, against Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas lost 20 straight Southeastern Conference yeah. games. Yeah, but uh, what I'm saying is, you know, this is not no Alabama. This is no Georgia. This is no Florida. This is Arkansas, uh, a game we should have won. We talked about it last week. We needed to win more, and we didn't. And I think with having a whole week off and then having Jarrett come in there, and you're only going to put him out there to throw eight balls, and he only completes five out of the eight for 42 yards, it's going to be pretty easy for the defense to kind of read what he's going to do because he doesn't throw it uh, more than 10 yards. I'm sorry, he throws screens and slants. And it's going to be pretty easy to guard that because when we run it constantly, nothing against Eric Gray. He did a great job. He's a great runner, but we can't keep he, handing here's off. Here's like the that. thing. Here's the thing. TVA and I fair offensive line from back in, in the, the 80s. You know, I, I don't just, just think of any great offensive line. The Dallas Cowboys of the 90s, you know, any of those, those great offensive line, the Steelers there mm -hmm. back in the day. They're at some point, if you continue to go to the well and you do the same thing over and over and over, they're going to be able to stop you. Barry Odom's a smart dude. Like he, he was a head football coach for a reason. Now, granted, it didn't pan out because, again, he was at Missouri. They, they had some, some other problems that, that hit that program. Right. But Barry Odom defensively always had them on point. Mm -hmm. They were always ready to go. Now, last year's kind of a – and kind of a, a, I would say it's kind of a, an albatross of the situation. Every year, Barry Odom, up until this year, yeah, every year except this year, Barry Odom had been the defensive call guy 
for Missouri. If you look at Tennessee's success against Barry Odom, it's not real good. No. I mean, I, I, like I said last week, I said we had to win this game, and I said it's going to be a battle of these coaching because everybody's used to each other. And we just didn't – I mean, 24 well, in the third quarter is unacceptable with a capital U. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I And, and I say that a lot, but I like to think I'm always kind of honest. But um, – I don't know when when I was more upset, when I was more scared, when uh, when uh, we were up thirteen to nothing and going to half, or or before the game, because when we were up thirteen to nothing going to the half, I'm like, never gonna hold, never I gonna didn't stick. Either. I didn't think we were either. Uh, I, you know, I was, you know, let's go with some positives. I was happy with Brent Samaglia, forty-eight and fifty-one yarders. I mean, that's real deal. That's next level kicking. And and again, he did he did it really well. Uh, the problem is, is he should have been kicking extra points. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have been kicking those long field goals. Uh, you, you know, I thought, I thought vanilla is probably as light as I can put the play calling. I didn't think we did anything that that stretched the back end of that defense. I didn't think we did a lot, even creatively in the run game. Now, granted, Gray was doing what he needed to do, but there was a lot of that that was. It was Eric Gray making something. Yeah. You didn't see creatively, you know, Eric Gray catching it out of the backfield or, you know, play action. Having, you know, here's an idea. Have two really good running backs in the in the backfield at the same time. Yeah, if we're going to run it the whole entire game, the, then the, might as well do that. The problem is, is since we run it so much, they've got to roll out, you know, Princeton Fant. They've got to roll out all these different cats because they've got to be extra tight ends because people know we're going to run it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what – I mean, it's so obvious what we do. It's literally the worst thing I've seen. And, it, and it's like, well, if you say Jarrett's better at throwing the long ball and you don't give him the Then nothing, rip the long ball. Right? Yeah, then throw the long ball. But all we're doing is throwing screens and slants. I'm going to be honest. These play calls, I think a fifth grader could call better calls than this. I mean, this is – it was horrendous. It's, it's so – I don't understand it, and and here's here's my my deal with the whole thing is Jim Chaney's been good everywhere he's been, mm-hmm. so it's really hard for me to believe that that you know COVID nineteen happened and then all of a sudden Jim Chaney doesn't know how to coach. All of a sudden he changes as a brain transplant. I, I really yeah right uh, he yeah you know some of his uh his maybe the mask is muffling him down. I don't I don't know, but this is the only thing I can do to to put it put it. To, to even make sense to myself. And, and you know, ultimately that's who you got to make sense to first, yep. right? Um, I've been going back through, and, and, and I'm like, the only thing I can think of is Jeremy Pruitt has his finger in it. That's exactly what I'm saying because I think he's done that the whole entire time. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, because when you're the head coach, like it or not, you get well more credit than you probably deserve for a, some things, but you also get a lot more blame than you deserve sometimes. Yeah. And and I think in this regard, I think one's playing the other. I think he's nervous that he's, you know, again, J.G. has all these problems. You know, he, he's he, he, he's not really – he doesn't see the field well. He doesn't go through progressions well. He holds the ball too long. So I think he's making all these, you know, all these kind of caveats because, one, Harrison Bailey, I think – I think Harrison Bailey gets a spring and gets a fall camp unabated. Like, he is there the entire time. I don't think J.G. sniffs the starting lineup. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, he I understand he's coming right in, and we've said it before. He needs more experience. And you can't expect a freshman guy just to come off the bench and 
just win win the game back with nine minutes to go it makes no sense. So you, you want have me to, to tell put you, him in at the start of the game. You want me to put name a couple freshmen that came in and played pretty well? Yeah. Um, Tim Tebow. I'm just saying. Um, well, Peyton Manning. Uh, I yeah. mean, he came in early. Um, there, there's opportunities uh, for for freshmen, and and then you can flip on the the other side of the coin. There's been plenty of you know Nate Petermans of the world. There's been plenty of of all these different quarterbacks that you could go and go. Okay, you've got these examples of good freshmen. I hear some examples of bad freshmen. A loss is a loss to me, and and I'm a t- I'm the the sick Tennessee fan that literally. Listen, because I was driving back from from my parents' house, but literally, dr- I drove all the way back and listened to every single minute of that second half, just hoping that you know Harrison Bailey or you know JG gets hurt. Here comes Brian Mauer. Oh man, now we're gonna it's gonna be a comeback. It's gonna be the story that's talked about is is how how it fell off in the third quarter, but here we come in the fourth quarter, and then I go again. If you heard that, if you heard that squeak, that is a happy hour. Yeah, uh, happy hour talking talking here. As as we'll uh, do that. We'll I'll fix my straw at the break. Don't worry. We need we need just we need Taco Bell to uh, to sponsor sponsors. Might as well. Hey, happy hour at five. Or, I would uh, probably do it for just trade. Really, just for food and drink. That's fine with I me. Think I I need to get a phone number. But anyway, total side note. But. Uh, I was excited. I was like, man, you know, this could be the thing. This could be a comeback. And and that's hopeless Tennessee, right? That's mm-hmm. that's 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 where it's been the last fifteen. Well, that's orange years. colored glasses. I mean, yeah, why not? And it was dark. I mean, so. ever, if you're a Tennessee fan, I hope you think that way. Well, and and the thing is, is this weekend against A and M, we're we're a super dog. No, but no. Uh, I, I don't I'm know still going to think Vandy. that way. Well, yeah. I mean, as of right now, I haven't seen anything where we can't even beat Charlotte. We got to turn the corner sometime, right? Georgia. Imagine playing Georgia State next week. That'd be a good game to watch. I'd be. I'd be all about it. Yeah, I'd be. They going graduated to that, game. that guy though, for real. <laughs> like that quarterback. But anyway, anyway. So so then I'm like, okay, okay. Harrison Bailey's coming in. This mm-hmm. is good. Yep. And after about the seventh straight handoff, I went. They're not going to let him throw it. No. And so knows. so when does he throw it? Fourth down, game on the line, with about <laughs> I want to say there was like seven seconds it's, to go. This is game. comedy. It's comedy. So here, here's the dynamic, though. Do do you what 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 do you say? What, what do you think we do? I mean, I don't. I, I think ultimately anybody and everybody. I mean, I was at work today, and I mean there was this whole gamut of people that's like fire Pruitt, fire him, fire him, fire Jim Cheney, fire Phil Fulmer. I'm like. Who you, where are we going to get the money to pay for that? Exactly. One, we don't need a slower roll. And, and then two, where does all and, – and, and, again, it, again, if you have an opinion, 865-983-4310. Again, that's 865-983-4310. But here's my, my goal. You know the difference between us and Arkansas? What? One thing. Tell me. Quarterback. Yeah. A quarterback that knows how to play. They're not better than Tennessee defensively. No. They're not better than Tennessee on the offensive line. They're not better than Tennessee at the running back position. They're not even – I'm sorry, we got a bunch of podunk freshmen, but they're not even as good as we are at the wide receiver they're position. They're not. No, the wide but, receivers are not talented. But you know who's good? Felipe Franks. He is. He's not great. No, but he's but good. But he's good. He knows where to go with it. He knows when to scramble. He knows when to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal. 
things get uh, slowed down so much when you have a guy who knows how to manage an offense. And that's what we need. And so here's the deal. I'm pretty sure, and I, and I, I have it on good authority. I've been to a Tennessee practice. They run a hard practice. They push these kids at practice. But you know what JG knows in practice? They're not going to hit me. They're not going to hit him. We've, yeah, we've said it before. And so I, I, can't, I can't shy away the slant pass and how we can't defend that. I think that is schematic. I mean, I think that is having to adjust to some things. But when you talk about offensively, how you turn those two field goals into a kick is you, you, you have a quarterback that knows what they need to do. And, and so this is my opinion. I'm not. I'm not of of the opinion to to fire Pruitt. I really don't. One, I don't think we can afford it. I don't think we because if we go into paying because we still ain't paid Butch off yet. And the thing is, you know, we got we yeah. got a few more payments before he's ours, all ours. But then, on the flip side of it, on the flip side of it, you know, we just extended Jeremy. So even if he's not the dude, you can't fire a dude in a COVID year. No, like it's just like. Utah State fired their guy in a COVID year, but he hadn't won like in ten games. No, so no, I think different. that's a little different. But we're still I, we're still you know struggling. But I don't think I obviously don't think we need to just do that because I don't think, I don't know what that's going to help yeah. right now. I don't think you fire Jim Chaney because again, proof shows historically from Drew Brees all the way through Tyler Bray, Jonathan Crompton, and and names goes on and on. I mean, heck, he he had uh, at Arkansas when he went with Brett Bielema. They didn't have a really good offense, and in a couple years, here they come. I think, and I'm not trying to – well, I am. I am. You know where this goes? Where? Chris Winkie. Yeah. Quarterback coach. Sorry, that's the straw you draw, and uh, and that's where I put a lot of pressure. Because, again, I don't see him getting any smarter. Jim Chaney's there to, to put the offense in a good position to win. But Chris um, – or, yeah, Chris Winkie, his whole week – Again, there's recruiting and there's all that jazz. There's practice. But his whole week is about getting his mind right, getting JG's mind right to get this thing going. And what happens is, I mean, have you ever seen the movie? It's either Ants or A Bug's Life. But when they're in the, the it's like an ant hill and they're they're trying to tread their way yes. in. And one leaf falls in front of the, mm-hmm. the, the ant and the guy just stops, knees lock up, and he says, I'm lost. That's JG. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I, I agree with it. I think there's not – well, even when you bring him out there and you're like, hey, J.G., you know, we're going to have you start again today. Uh, we're just going to have you throw eight passes, though. I mean, and they're all going to be screens and uh, curl routes. And if it and if it's like third and seven, we're only going to throw it five yeah, yards. Yeah, well, we run it on first and second and then pass on third. Is it not like the most – the most annoying thing in the world that it's, like if we get the ball or the first time we get the ball, whether we get receive the kick or, or we get it after the other team has it the first time, is it like the most annoying thing that we run it the first play of every game? Every time. Every time. Yeah. The first play out of the second half, we'll run it every single time. And it's always, you know, right smack, here comes the defense right in that defense or the offensive line. Right in the teeth. And it's just, I mean, these play calls, if I could sum it up in one word, it's horrendous. It's just, it's embarrassing. The way we call these plays, the way we, we I mean, I don't but know I, what they love about Jeremy or Jared Garantano. But I think it's, I think it's handcuffed because of Jared Garantano. I'm pretty sure 
and, and Jackson's over there drawing right now. I'm pretty sure in the in the length of time we're on air today, Jackson could draw. See, look, look, he's already got a thicker playbook than what we've running with JG yeah. right now. He's got one piece of paper held up. I'm just saying. Like I think when when you you because you literally when people when a, when a quarterback can't see the field, that's a portion of the playbook gone. When he when he can't read defense, that's a section of the playbook gone. And when a head coach is locked in on he's my guy because he's the older guy and he he has more experience and he gives us the best chance to win. I don't I don't need I think at this point I'd rather lose with Harrison Bailey than win with Jared Garantano. Yeah. Because I, I feel like even of the 60 minutes, if we win the game, as long as there's time for that other team to get the ball, I don't feel safe because JG's at the helm. Well, why don't we just put him in at the start of the game, you know, have him have him go through progressions. I understand he's a freshman, but it's not going to hurt us putting him in. It's not like we're making any SEC championship. There's, so why not get him as much experience as he well, can if he's going to be our future? Well, and the thing is, it's a COVID year. It's not even like you're burning a red shirt. Right. So, yeah, I roll him out there. And here's the deal. If you're going to roll with JG, he there would not be a green, black, whatever color jersey they use for no contact for quarterbacks. He, he would have a contact jersey on the rest of the time. I want you, and I'd, I'd tell Henry Toto, I'd say light him up. Yeah. Every chance he gets, you know, his internal clock will either stop or it'll get jump started every time he lays on his back. Yeah. Because it's just it just doesn't work anymore. And so I, I'm not sure what you do against A&M because again they've they've lost to Alabama and that's really they beat Florida, they lost to Alabama, but this is a team that's kind of found theirself. Kellen Mond looks pretty good. I always joke and say Kellen Mond is is JG with a little bit more tools. But the problem is he's proven me wrong because he's doing what, what JG can't do. Well, he's Yeah, he's playing insane. I, I knew he'd have a good year this year, and especially with that offensive, defensive. And then you got Jimbo Fisher as head coach. It might be an obliteration in do you know, five Do minutes. you know, uh, total sidebar, but do you know Tony Iruly, uh actually coached on a team that Jimbo was the quarterback on? Really? I believe it was at Salem College. That's cool. I believe. Is that it's funny? Jimbo's a good coach, man. Jimbo is a used car salesman, but yeah, he's 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 pretty good at calling plays. He knows how to when to when to pull it back and when to release. So, um, but I, I think people's got to do a lot of soul searching. We talked about it coming out of Alabama. We talked about how you know there were moments in that Alabama game where we could run the ball well. There were moments where we could do this very well, and we were like, you know, coming out of the second half. You know, coming out of the bye week, we've got Arkansas. We can kind of regroup, get a victory. You know, then we'll play A&M. We'll see where the chips fall. Then we've got Vandy and Florida, and then there you go. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, and Auburn in there. Sorry, forgot that. Maybe one more win, guys. Maybe one more. Here's the thing. It, it's it's it beats all I've ever seen. As as a Tennessee fan for the last 15 years, scars don't begin to to to, I guess, explain what what we've went through and again you've been blessed because you know a few of those bad years uh you you were so young you couldn't remember them uh, well this is this beats all i've ever seen i'm being dead serious um i tell you I, 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 vandy's got an excuse but where's all these four and five stars we get in the recruiting process i guess they're riding it, the bench or something i don't know i don't know like i said i wish i knew uh, and and that's the whole premise of this show is is we're we're trying to make sense of something that you can't make sense of why is JG still playing? Why? Why is I don't know. Why in the second half does the offensive line seem to go away? Why? Why have we been outscored by I think sixty points 
uh, over the last four games or in the four losses mm-hmm. uh, in the third quarter. And then I want to say in the second half, it's something like 88. Yeah. We've been outscored by 88 points. So I don't know the dynamic. I, I don't know what it's going to take to fix it. But also, I don't get paid $4 million to fix it. So mm-hmm. somebody's got to do some soul searching and, and – and, and Jeremy Pruitt's doing a really good job of, of the – it starts with me. Well, we need to start with you. Mm-hmm. We need to get the starting started. We need to start moving a little faster. So, uh, I, I don't I've, – I've continued to say it. I've continued to say if he if he continues to roll J.G. out there, uh, he's married to him and, and he's going to have to pay the piper. I continue to ride that, that description because I think offensively, uh, what you get with one of these young guys is, is, is at least – a couple quarters of defense not knowing what they're going to do. Right. You know, they don't have film of Harrison Bailey. Well, you know what? They've got plenty of film and know how to dissect uh, Jared Garantano. Here's here's what I think. I think uh, Jeremy Pruitt, if he wants to continue with this JG thing that nobody understands, he'll do that, and we won't win another game. Maybe we'll pull out Vandy, and he'll be leaving with JV, JG next year, as much as I don't think – I would. I don't want to see Jeremy leave this early. I think maybe we should just give him one more year. I don't think it's going to help anything by firing him in the middle of the season, or the middle of whatever you want to call the season, COVID, whatever. But I think he'll be going along with him next year if he continues with this JG spell. Um, I don't understand what goes through his mind. Uh, I don't. I can tell you one thing. I can tell you uh, if Nick Saban was the head coach and JG played like this. JG would be trying to find a local college to play for because he would not be on the team. Um, so I have no uh, earthly idea what is going through his mind and why we have five more quarterbacks sitting on the bench that are probably the same amount of level or better than him. They just need experience, and we're not giving them experience. So that's a question everybody's wondering. I don't think one person's on JG's side that I've heard of or talked to, and I just don't I don't understand any of the thought process that goes on in each and every this every game. I really don't. And you know who you know who's probably the voice of reason here today? Who's that? Jackson. Yeah. Jackson wants to say something. Jackson, should we be mad at Tennessee? What do you think? Um I think uh I think yes because this ever since the coronavirus they've been losing a couple games. Yeah. Yeah, let's blame it on corona. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a great job, Jackson. But you know what? You know what, Carson, we're going to have to take a break. We've we've Alrighty. literally been beating around, banging around and trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense for the better part of uh 26 minutes. So let's take us a break. Listen to these fine sponsors when we come back. Let's just move on. Other people had good weekends. Other people had bad weekends. Yep. Let's talk about that. Uh, Alcoa gets a win this weekend. I think uh, there's some pro teams that, that made some strides this weekend. Cowboys nearly got a win, almost, but didn't. Uh, and then there's other teams in college football that shocked the world. A little upset Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, 
but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch. And in the other studio, the the main squeeze, Mr. Jackson, my oldest, uh, over here. He is He's rocking on as he's got the uh, the little, what do you call that? The little hand. Rock, yeah. The, the rock little rock summit. on deals. But anyway, yep. you know, we took a break and, and tried to, to, to kind of gather ourselves because I felt like, we were just so mad, and and here's the thing. Could you imagine living with me? I've been this way and this frustrated and this can't explain what's going on for since Saturday, since yeah. Saturday night. So, you, you know, I will say, and and you know, I felt like there was good pursuit by Henry Toto. I thought Eric Gray did a good job. I thought a lot of people did a, a lot of good things, but you, you know, ultimately. This isn't this isn't horseshoes or hand grenades. Almost doesn't count, and and doing good for thirty minutes doesn't win football games. Uh, obviously, thirteen to nothing at the half, twenty four to thirteen is the final. So, twenty four in the third quarter. I mean, yeah. I, if I was uh, Jeremy Pruitt, I'd put that on a uh, put that on a whiteboard. Everybody sees it before they go out and practice. Twenty four in the third quarter, and I'd have them th- look at that every single day um, and just focus on it and try to get better. Hey Jackson, tell me tell me something good that happened with Tennessee football Saturday, like anything at all. What do you think? Um, I think um, they look good in the uniforms. Like, do you like the all white, the stormtrooper look? Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't really remember much of it, but I think they won. They did not win. Oh, but you know what? I'm glad that you think they did because that's that's better than me. Because we listened to the whole thing on the ride home. He he fell asleep. He did. He did. He was out. Yeah. He was like mouth open sleeping too. Like good kind of sleep. Good car sleep. Yep. But uh, you, you know, you know, Carson. Um, do do you got any positives to take away from this thing? Like like don't don't fix it. Eric Gray had a great rushing rushing day. Yeah. He I does, mean, if I'm being honest, he does he, that like every week. Though. He's a great running back. I think he's a, a little slice of what Al, uh, what he could be. Uh, he kind of reminds me of Alvin with this shifty, shifty kind of thing. If he could end up like Alvin Kamara, I mean, he's a great running back. But if he could, uh, at least we use him, get to that level of play like Alvin did when he was there. I mean, I'd I'd be out, you know, really happy. I mean, hopefully Ty Chandler comes back. He got a little banged up there in the first half, so. Let's talk about the the rest of the weekend. Again, we talk about Alcoa. Alcoa in three A, you can pretty much print them in uh, to that championship game. Yep. Honestly, you may be able to go ahead and etch them on the trophy. But 
they had to go through Johnson County. They did so, uh, shut them out. Just a just a knockdown, dragout performance. If you heard it here on WKVL, Heath and Scott Dunkel took the reins and and kind of drove that one home. But uh, Alcoa. Uh, again, just a monster in 3A. Yep. Uh, you can probably go ahead and take that gold ball. and. You think they could just mail it? They just mail it to Alcoa. Just don't you don't, don't save the gas. Yeah, well, might as well because, I mean, it's going to be probably a shutout for the rest of the tournament or the rest of the playoffs. But it's how it is every year. We've we've said it multiple times. They, they just Their competition just doesn't match up to what Alcoa's uh, level of play is. Absolutely. And uh, over the weekend, uh, Isaiah Cox, he uh, committed to Cincinnati, the number yeah, six did. team in the country. He did, yeah. They're a great team this do th- year. Do you think uh, Coach Fickle will still be there after this season? That's a good question because you've seen Appalachian State. You've seen their coaches move. Um, he went over to Missouri. Right. You've seen Memphis. Uh, he goes over to uh, Florida State. SMU, UCF, Scott Frost, you know, all these lower, all these non-Power 5 schools, when they have a good year, then they take that head coach and they think, hey, let's see what he can do. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but good question. It's just going to depend on if the coach likes it there in Cincinnati or not or if he'll want to find a bigger opportunity. Maybe Tennessee will be looking for him. I don't think. Uh, Tennessee's (laughs) not going to fire anybody. Uh, No, I don't think we're going to fire Jeremy yet I go but get I think I think it's definitely something we need to keep an eye on but well I think I think he's not doing himself any favors you no, know he's you know, shooting himself it, in the leg it's like I told you you know it's hard to recover from a loss to Kentucky it's going to be hard to lose to uh an Arkansas how hard to recover from that uh but let's look at at the rest of college football because Tennessee wasn't the only one upended uh this weekend you know that went in as a favorite uh talk about BYU Boise State uh BYU was favored in that matchup but I don't know that I expected BYU to just like horse stomp Boise State, fifty-one seventeen. Wow. Yeah, I remember seeing that on Friday night. That was a pretty good game. I was like, uh, yeah. that BYU put up there, and BYU um, quarterbacks up. Uh, BYU's quarterback uh, Wilson, I think it's his last name. Zach Wilson is that his name? It sure is. Uh, I think uh, he. Well, he's fifth on the Heisman watch right now. So, Mac Jones is first. You know Mac Jones got a four zero. Does he really? He looks like a smart like, guy. They say he's already like he's working on a master's. Like he's that dude. He's like I love that. He's like a a not as cool, less swag yeah. Josh Dobbs. Even though he knows he's going first round in the NFL draft, he still wants a degree. What a guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't you wish he could just be sitting in orange jersey? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> well, it's Gordon whether we'd play him or not. <laughs> anyway, that's a, that's yeah, a, that's a JG, discussion he's for our future. You know what we should do? You know, well, you know what they want to do. You know, behind uh, the scoreboard there at Neyland, how they have three pictures up, they probably want to put JG up there. Like, I just which one would you put up? Would you put up that one that like where he's like really confused, or would you put up the I don't know the one where he's uh, jumping up in the air with his? You know, I'm really just I'm like having a hard time being positive. Well, I thought that'd be. I thought that was pretty funny, though, to try to see JG on the back of that. Scoreboard. Maybe you put him in the middle, and you put like a like a I don't know, throw like a kind of a monkey in the middle kind of thing. Yeah, like oh, tossing. Be like, look, around. interception, touchdown. Which one are you gonna be? Oh, who knows? What's yeah. I, I wonder what degree he's going into because he's gonna have to go in the workforce. I think he has one. This year. I think he has one. I think he has a degree right now. Oh, really? Uh, number one, Clemson. Number four, Notre Dame. The uh, I'm just gonna call him number five, or as they call as his little nickname was, uh, I think it was Big Cinco. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he he uh they they didn't make it. Uh, Notre Dame kind of came in. Ian Book and company. Kyron Williams uh, rushed for 140 yards. Cornell Powell was a pretty dynamic piece for Clemson, but just really pushed the overtime button, and Notre Dame outlast the number one team in the country. Notre Dame now 7-0, 6-0 against ACC opponents. Clemson, with a backup quarterback, falls for the first time this season. And uh, questions surround Clemson, but the world is about to be unlocked for Notre Dame. You know how you know how uh, NBC and how the Associated Press and how all these guys just love the fact that Notre Dame got a big win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they said it. it was the first like I think it was the first win against a, a top ten team or top five opponent or maybe number one opponent uh-huh. since '88. Well, they usually don't even play anybody in the season except for like Louisville or some team that wins like five games in a normal season. Yeah, but this year. I, I didn't expect him. I think if Trevor Lawrence was on Clemson, I think they. I think Clemson wins that game. But I think that Notre Dame looks a lot better than they have in the past. I think playing an ACC schedule has given me an idea of how they can compete this year. And I think winning that game, even with that Clemson defense, I think it's a really good thing for Notre Dame. Yeah, I think it puts them in a pe- on a pedestal. Now they've they've you know they've got a few more games that you you got to look at their schedule and see see if they're going to be able to get the 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 deal done. But yeah, they they've uh, you know beaten Duke, South Florida. I know that's that's a big one. Uh, Wake Forest, Florida State, Louisville, uh, Pitt, Georgia Tech, and Clemson. So really, Clemson's been their first just really legit winning mm-hmm. football team that they've played this season. They play Boston College, <whistles> North Carolina. I think that's going to be a big uh, a good game for them. But really, I don't know that there's I don't I don't know that there's anybody in their way right now. No, I don't either. I think North Carolina is going to be a good game. Boston College has I think uh, the one of the best defenses in the ACC this year, and I think those those could be a little battles and tests. But Ian Book looking good this year. Notre Dame looking good. Um, that's a good win versus them. Even without Trevor, uh, I still think that's going to obviously be huge and. They could be having a playoff spot. Did you see that lack of social distancing as oh they rushed the field? Rushed the field. Imagine the security then. I will say I saw a lot of masks on the people rushing the field, which I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's really covering it. But anyway, nonetheless, Notre Dame knocks off Clemson. And and you know what? A little parody and a rough Saturday for a volunteer fan. I was kind of about it. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I did too. I'm ready to see Clemson lose if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, I just I'm I'm interested in somebody else having a bad day. Lord knows we've had plenty of them. Ohio State rocks Rutgers forty nine to twenty seven, and really Justin Fields just continues to pad those stats. Rutgers, you know, I, I thought it was really interesting. Old Dan Wolken, he rolled out there when when Rutgers was one and zero. How a new life found at Rutgers. Well, let's just say the the worms turned, Dan, and uh, and Rutgers is now finding out who they ain't. Yeah, and I, I think I think also you have to give a little bit of credit there. These past couple of years, Rutgers has not even been able to put three points on the board. And I think putting 27 up, I know it's a high-scoring game. I think this year they've looked better than what they have in well, the past. Well, 18 of them was in the fourth against some scrubs. So Well, you know, you got to give it to them. My if, cup is definitely Rut- half empty with uh, – with, uh, Greg Schiano, capital N, capital yeah. O. Yeah, well, we were, we were all about them when they first won. Were we? I think you were turning into a Rutgers fan when they won that first game. I yeah. remember. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, that's what it was. Uh, Florida thumps on old Georgia in the in the largest cocktail yeah. party. What what about that? Like, I ain't going to lie, trash can to, to the pits. 
I mean, that's a real deal connection. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Florida is the best team in the East this year. I, I think so, and I think Florida is – I mean, we've seen Texas A&M beat them, and I think Texas A&M is really good. I think, like we said, their only loss is to the best team in the country, Alabama. But Florida and Georgia – Georgia scores the first two, uh, po- uh, first two 14 points, so they're up 14 nothing. And what kind of turned the tables was – I can't remember the Georgia wide receiver, but he, he had a gruesome injury. I mean, the ankle backwards. We've seen that a lot this year, sadly. And I think Georgia, with that happening, the momentum kind of shifted. Kyle Trask got on his game, and they started playing ball. And Florida pretty much took control of that game. From well, that. they just continue to have splash guys. You know, Malik Davis, he had five catches, 100 yards, averaging 20 a catch. They've got the Kyle Trask connection. Of course, Pitts, he kind of got dinged up and, and, and had to exit the game. But Kyle Trask is just a – I mean, he's a 400-yard machine. I mean, he, he just knows how to do it and gets it gets it going. He 30 of 43, 474 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, great day. I mean, it's like Madden numbers. But uh, nonetheless, Florida kind of puts herself back in the driver's seat in the East with a 44-28 to victory over Georgia. Georgia falls to 4-2, and losses to Florida and Alabama. Again, you're looking at how can Georgia creep back in. Uh, really, there's only a couple dates left on Florida's schedule that could kind of give that a little problem, and one of those being a Knoxville trip there early December. So a lot of things have to turn for that to be an impactful game. Yeah, if I'm looking at Florida's schedule, I think it's probably win columns the rest of the way through. But you never know nowadays. It could, anything could happen like COVID. Remember, Florida did miss a couple games there in the early season. Nothing to be worried about um, with Florida's schedule. But that game, I said beforehand, I said it's going to be a big game. And whoever wins that's probably going to the SEC Championship to face the Tide. Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. But uh, you, you look at the rest of the top 25, number six Cincinnati stayed perfect after a, a beatdown of Houston, 38-10. to That makes Cincinnati 6-0, 4-0 in conference. And, uh, and really, Gerald Dokes, another great game for him, 184 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, and really, uh, Luke Fickle putting his name out there as a next big get. Uh, for some big Power Five program, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. This would be an interesting storyline: is if Harbaugh actually gets the the axe this year, which I don't think they can buy him out. That's a you talk about a huge buyout. That's mm-hmm. a monster buyout. Oh yeah, because they loved him when he first came but, in. They gave him all the money they had. Could you imagine Fickle getting the Michigan job, being a former Ohio State assistant? That'd be hilarious. Ooh, the mm-hmm. plot thickens. Uh, Texas A&M, number seven, played South Carolina this weekend. South Carolina just wasn't aware of it. 48-3 to was the score at the end of the game. South Carolina, two and four. Uh, and, and again, uh, on their home turf, just really took a thumping from Kellen Mond. He, he didn't have to throw it a ton. Just threw it 26 times, 224 and four touchdowns. But Isaiah Spiller had 18 carries, 131 yards. And uh, Devon, I, I think it's Aiken. It's a, it's A C H A N E. Well, I mean, we can make it all kinds of things. Achani. Achani. Okuni. I don't know. I, I feel like we're just trying to laugh because there's so much not to laugh about. But well, he had two catches, 70 yards, makes, and a touchdown. Makes me feel great for next week, 48 to 3. I mean, Sweet. we competed with And South we beat Carolina. that team. Yeah. We, we, oh we beat South Carolina. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
You think I'm letting the SEC stuff load, by the way. Uh, Mississippi State actually got another win. They actually put points on the board, uh, 24 to 17. Um, I, I thought that was kind of big. Uh, in really a team that uh, Mississippi State, they were up 17 nothing for a long time. And uh, and then Vandy kind of crept back in that matchup, and uh, and then Mississippi State kind of held serve. But yeah, then Mississippi State put back in the serves. I just I just like that uh, Mike Leach said. Uh, you know, they, he was talking about being patient, and they said, "Well, what what do you say to those fans that don't want to be patient?" Basically, there's some paraphrasing here, and Mike Leach says, "Well, maybe they need to find another team." Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh." Well, you know what I wish. I wish I wish Tennessee played LSU first game so it'd make us look amazing. Cause remember when Mississippi State beat LSU, everybody thought Mike Leach, he he's getting a five year extension. He's getting KJ Costello's the best quarterback in the SEC, and then <laughs> and then Mississippi State loses four in a row. I, I really love how anytime it's it's talking about anytime it's talking about anything, Carson immediately gets really country. I mean, well, no, I change it. To is that the like voice, a pro? Is, is that like a? Is that Mississippi State or is that like Northern Alabama? That's <laughs> Northern Alabama. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that one. But really, though, I mean, Mississippi State. They if they didn't beat Vandy, I don't know what. I, I, Derek Mason. This might be his last year, guys. You think so? I, who could they get better though? Honestly, at least That's he's a I'm good saying. dude. <laughs> at least he's, at least a good he's got dude. morals. Yeah, he, I mean, he he rocks a puffy vest like better yeah. than anybody I've ever hey, seen. Hey, he he's nice to the players. That's he, what all he danced on the sideline when he beat Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, who would come to Vandy anyways? Brentwood's stadium's bigger than them. I mean, this is real talk right now. If, if you yeah, if you've never seen, if you've never been to Vanderbilt's football stadium, you aren't missing out. Right. You you may have, and you just passed it and didn't see it. Could have been, <laughs> might have been one of those. Yeah. Anyway, oh, I hope we beat them, really. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. We're going to trash talk regardless because that's what this is about. This is sports radio from a fan's Let, perspective. Let's tackle down the worst team left to get at, and that's Vandy. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, Carson, let's take our last break of the day, listen to these fine sponsors, and when we come back, we're going to try to spin this thing positive. We're going right. to come back, and we're we're going to we're going to task ourselves with what Tennessee needs to do, like what the positively, like what they can do. Like, firing people is a really good decision, but we can't do that. So, what are we going to do to get the win against Texas A&M? Sounds, like, sounds good. I'm going to put an extra few few spots in here just to give us some time. But anyway, we're, uh, we're going to come back, and we're going to legitimately talk about three things to fix what ails us. Positive in the last part of the show. Absolutely. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. We were talking and nearly missed the 
the comeback. But, uh, you know, as as Carson Crouch is in studio, my bu- my buddy Jackson's over there on the other side of the glass just, just biting a bit to talk a little bit. And, uh, and Carson, he is positive. Yeah, he's, he's great. great. He is super positive about Tennessee's opportunity this weekend against Texas A&M. Yep. He thinks they're they're going to do some things to to get better this week. And Jackson, what's Tennessee got? Are are they going to beat the Aggies of Texas A and M? Yes. What what are they going to do to get that done? They're going to train a lot because because I want them to be like super good. That, super good. Yeah. Is that like better than good? Yes. Okay. Because um, te- Texas A and M, they are like bad. Yeah. They're they're really not bad, but yeah. I like that you think they're bad because yeah. that makes me believe that they could be bad. Yeah, that means yeah. they maybe could just come out and not play good. Yeah. Well, Jackson, uh, Jackson, I appreciate your you're you're a loyal fan. You're a loyal mm-hmm. fan, and and I appreciate yeah. that because it's hard sometimes to do that. But you're you're the man. And have you enjoyed yourself talking today? Yeah. Well, good deal. You got anything else to say? We're gonna close this thing up. Um, I was just gonna say uh. That uh, the drawings that I made um, was uh, Godzilla. Oh the, man! Um, the team logos um, and a f- Tennessee football player. Man! And you did all this during the show. Yeah. Man. And uh. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jackson, for for coming in. Thanks for yeah, drawing. Um, we'll, we'll have to hand some of those to Miss Johnny. And um, also the last. If you remember last time I was here, um, my favorite football player is Peyton Manning. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. One, some things never change, right? Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. But, uh, Carson, tell, that's how you need to be. That's how we need to be. We just need to turn our, our, our heads to the positivity that they're going to train hard. Yeah. That's what Jackson says. And that they're going to be ready because Texas A&M is not that good. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I hope that happens. You know, I mean, Kellen Mond's kind of due for a bad one. He is. And maybe they're just going to come out and throw three picks right off the bat. I mean, it's happened before. You remember back in the day, I can't remember, it was on Halloween. We, we were playing South Carolina, and we turned him over three times in three possessions. It was Connor Shaw, I think. No, it was the Stephen Garcia. Oh, my wife just texted me and, and said that she was loving Jackson, kind of giving his speech. Yeah, he's been great. You know, he's keeping that positive side I'm, to us. That we I'm need. telling you, it, that's what we should all hope to be. Is, you know what? Is, when we're going to play Florida, Florida's bad. Yeah. Ain't they worth can't do it. nothing. Yeah. We're going to put the trash in the trash. That's yeah. That's going to happen. I'm, that's a t shirt waiting to happen. But, uh, but for real, like, we've got about a minute and a half to go. I really think. There's some simple things Tennessee can do. I'm going to do two on offense, two on defense real quick. I think, one, you change quarterbacks. They mm-hmm. can do that. That that costs nothing. Well, I don't know the payroll, but that doesn't cost anything. Two, I think you run some sets in there that has Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, or multiple running backs in the backfield. That just kind of gives you options to go left, right. You have lead blockers. You can do some things offensively to kind of disguise some run plays to where they're not like, oh, Eric Gray's in there. Let's tackle him. Also, on the defensive side, I think you drop a defender, you drop a D-end into to coverage a little bit and let him drop into those passing lanes, kind of give him the slant, and then jump the route. I think you, you can use some backside pressure there, bring a safety around. There, there's all kinds of things to, to not allow a quarterback to stand in there and just pick you apart. Mm-hmm. Because here's the deal. Southeastern Conference quarterbacks, Kellen Mond, even though he has those sketchy moments, 
he's still good enough to pick yep. you apart. Yep. Kyle Trask, still good enough to pick you apart. Uh, Bo Nix, Auburn's quarterback, still can pick you apart. The only one that I feel like is probably mono Imano is Vandy. Ken Seals. <laughs> I didn't even know who the quarterback was, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, uh, but I feel like those two things offensively, those two things defensively, we can do with the, with the uh, personnel we have right now, and it doesn't put us in any kind of bind uh, moving on. Yeah, what what do you think? I think, uh, real quick, I think the offense, I think we got to have change of quarterback. I think we got to get some better plays in there. And on the defensive side, bring some pressure to that quarterback. Like he said, get some pressure and get it done. Let's come out and let's beat them Aggies. That's all we can do is hope. But, hey, it's been the Monday edition. See you tomorrow.